Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. And good morning on May 18th, 2015. Welcome to the SOS Mastermind Call. And um, today um, I have vacation on my mind because I'm going on vacation, like a real vacation. And I say that um, because uh, many of us, you know, it is vacation, but there might be other responsibilities, you know what I mean, like, you know, visiting family or your, I don't know, have other obligations somewhere along the way. This is like a real vacation. So it's... um, so it's definitely been swirling through my head, and I wondered when I was planning today's call, I don't know if anyone else has had this experience, so when we open up later, I'd be curious to see um, if you have. But yeah, every, any other time in my work life that I've gone on vacation, before I went, like as in I'm leaving Wednesday, as in now, like there's sort of like this panic that sets in. You know, based on what, I have no idea, but usually I work from the space that you know, all this fantasy stuff is going to happen while I'm gone. No one else is going to be able to handle it but me. I better, um, I'm big on bringing every single thing along that could possibly happen so that if I have to answer a question, and that might be even just files in my computer, or that I'm taking my computer because, I don't know, the iPad won't be good enough. Um, And just all these fear-based types of panicky you know, and getting out, you know, finally getting, you know, in this case to the airport and, on the, and you know, it's just filled with all of that, especially the last 48 hours. Um, did I forget this? Did I forget that? But around work, um, it often would mean long nights, too, because I was trying to get every single thing done, basically a pre-vacation nightmare. And then inevitably, when I would go, um, none of those things would happen, most of the time, none, none of those fear things that I thought was going to happen would happen. But very often, the opposite would happen, and my numbers would go up. Something great would happen with one of my accounts. Um, um, I mean, just all good things. And, you know, if in my case, I might like check my numbers while I'm gone or something like that, and it was great. All the piece of time that I was going, I was gone, things would usually be great and better than when I'm around. So I'd be curious to see if anyone else has had that experience that, you know, while I'm gone and now I forget about work and I'm having my vacation, things get better at work. And I come back and I always say, damn, I should have been gone the whole time. I should just keep going away because when I come back, things are better. It's just really a weird, weird phenomenon. So I kind of want to talk about that a little bit and... um, about uh, maybe some airy-fairy reasons as to why that might be, if you've ever had that experience. But before I do that, I'd like to um, go over a a short tip. And to get your creative juices going for um, any of you that might be gearing up to go on vacation in the next several months, and that is um, how you can sell and tips for selling while you're actually out of the office, right? And um, 
So it's all about your out-of-office reply. And I've actually seen probably almost everyone's out-of-office reply because lots of times when I send out the message for this call, I see them a lot. And a lot of them, and I can't remember who's this who's, are really good. They're they're really well-written and very friendly and engaging. But I thought it would be fun to kind of talk about them a little bit. So um, for many, maybe some of you, you might, right before you board the plane, put... um, a quick message like, I'm out of the office, um, out of the office with limited access to Internet, and we'll be back on whatever date. If it's urgent, please call so-and-so. Very common kind of um, canned response. And if you're like me, I very often would leave that kind of thing because I was in a panic when before I was leaving. Um, and so if when you think about it, though, when you're going on vacation and you do the count in your head, of how many emails you may get a day, it's a great time to advertise. Instead of looking at it like a burden, it's a huge opportunity. So you could do something, and I believe that I've seen similar things from some of you. Uh, how about this one? I'm currently tra- traveling with limited access to Internet, and we back on whatever. In the meantime, check out, um, now it could be our most recent article. It could be a blog post. It could be a new, a new item. And if, you need, if, if it's urgent, please contact whoever. So it's just that idea of instead of just saying who you can contact, why not put a link to something else that you'd like your customers to look at while you're gone? Or it could be an opportunity to give yourself um, a, to show that you have ex- expert status. It might be a great article that you really loved, and say, you know, and in the meantime, I saw this article on how to improve, you know, not something real long, you know, but improve your sales or to be more efficient in the office. Um, and I'd love to talk to you about it when I come back. In the meantime, if you need something. But again, using some type of a link, it might be to, you know, I saw this, even though I'm gone, I saw this right before I left and thought of you, a link to a product line that perhaps um, you would think would be good. So instead of just, you know, call so-and-so, I can't help you, consider taking them somewhere else. And um, so, and just be careful also that um, don't go overboard if any of you leave images in your email signatures. Um, Email signatures also become more important when you're gone because if somebody is looking, they'll start start to look at that. And so the recommendation is that, you know, is to always leave recent positive PR about specialized in that um, in your email signature. So um, whatever, it's your name, your title, whatever, your mobile number, whatever is appropriate to leave, and then a tagline, you know, um, specialized, name one of the top fastest growing companies in Arizona, which, by the way, you can leave because that is the truth. And then a little comment, find out why. Again, another pitch, instead of just leaving sort of the t- typical, you know, call Sally or while I'm gone. And, um, and remember that any articles you link to should be, you know, customized for what you're trying to sell. So if it's something, an account, you know, maybe something about e- e-commerce might be the big, you know, um, system you're trying to sell or what, you know, you guys would know better than I would. Um, and so, and for people that 
have the ability, and, and forgive me, and I'll have to ask Nathan, if, if, if people were to leave links to things, it would be interesting to count those clicks to see how many people actually clicked on things while you were gone, and I'm not sure if you have the capacity to do that and how that would work. But for those of us that have blogs and, and so forth, you know, we have the systems behind, behind our websites, and um, it's, um, they find that there's been a good, a good ROI on sending people to you know, other places to you know, learn something else about the company. And let's see, let me give you some numbers. Uh, yeah, so it depends, again, what kind of a, a link, you know, how many people you have. But this one gentleman, Scott Britton, who has, you know, a blog, he said 45 people um, clicked on an article that he had linked to that said most recent thoughts over the past, you know, like, or leave something else. You know, that's something else you can do. You may want to write something or tell them something or leave a message that you think is helpful to their business while you're gone. You know, my most recent thoughts while I'm on vacation. And, um, and it translated into about 100 page views, which is, which is a lot while you're sitting on the beach. So it's just I wanted to kind of get you creatively thinking, as I'm sure many of you will be taking a break sometime in the next several months, as to what type of messages and to use that as like a huge opportunity and um, not as just a burden as to, you know, who's going to, answer the calls while I'm gone. So I wanted to kind of throw that one out at you. And um, I also wanted to talk now back to, um, whoops, let me find my, the information I was looking for, hold on, um, about why it might be, just a thought, that when you're gone, really good things happen. So I'll throw this um, out at you. I'm I'm sort of making the assumption that you've had that same experience. You come back and all of a sudden, you know, people called in with extra work. Um, And it might be, and this is an article by Deepak Chopra, who's also, you know, a medical doctor. And he was saying that, you know, the 50 trillion cells in our bodies are constantly talking to each other as they're keeping our heartbeat, as they're digesting our foods, eliminating toxins, preventing us from disease, and, you know, you think about how much they have to talk to one another as they're taking all these functions that keeps the human body alive. And it may feel to us that it may be out of our conscious control, but there have been study after study that shows that there is nothing that holds more power over the body than the mind. So really, every time we think, we're practicing brain chemistry because every thought, feeling, and emotion um, actually creates a molecule called a neuropeptide. Now, neuropeptides travel throughout our body and they hook onto the receptor sites of cells and neurons. And your brain takes in the information in the neuropeptide, converts it into chemicals, and then lets your whole body know if there's trouble or if there's a reason to party. So, so your body is directly influenced as these molecules are traveling through our bloodstreams and delivering like the energy or the energetic effect of whatever your brain is thinking and feeling. So... When you say a sentence like, I have a sad heart, then you will literally have a sad heart. And if we looked inside your heart, we would find that it would be affected by molecules that cause stress and damage, such as excessive amounts of adrenaline or cortisol. If you say, I'm bursting with joy, a scientist could analyze your skin and would find it loaded with neuropeptides that may have antidepressive uh, effects that may 
modulate your immune system. If you say things like, I feel exhilarated, unbounded, and joyful, and, I, and we were to take a look at your blood, you'd find high levels of interleukin and interferon, which are powerful anti-cancer drugs. So, so one of the keys to harnessing this potentially unlimited power of the mind is really to expand your level of self-awareness. And in other words, when you're contracted or stressed out, I would maybe use that word, the flow of energy and information throughout your body-mind is hampered and you tend to stay stuck in like toxic places and toxic emotions. Some of them might be resentment, self-pity, regret, etc. And then non-nurturing habits happen, such as overeating, not exercising, etc. And this feedback loop between your mind and your body just keeps going round and round and then the stress hits you and as you grind away every day. So if any of you feel like you grind away your days every day, this might be something for you to think about. And to, and to. Um, so, but when you expand your awareness, and in other words, you understand how all this works and you see more options out there, you're more flexible, you're balanced, you view yourself in the world with more compassion and understanding. And when you do that, you have, more, you have more energy and you see new possibilities. So when you are going on vacation and you're getting ready to leave that um, goodbye note clients, you'll think of something really clever to leave them with and maybe something, who knows, it might even be something that will make them laugh and just make their day better. Those ideas will come to you because you're in you're a place where your energy is flowing more freely. So um, there's tons of ways that you can expand that awareness. And some of them might be, I mean, many people would say, um, you know, meditation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but being passionate about your life and filling experiences like that really helps. Remain open to as much input as possible. Um, examine other points of view, like when someone's on the phone telling you that you can actually create your own neuropeptides. Be open. Don't censor incoming data through denial. Um, and don't shut down feedback loops, like with rigid beliefs or prejudices. And take responsibility for making conscious choices. Um, work on psychological blocks that we all often um, have, like shame and guilt, because they really um, take a toll and color your reality. Free yourself emotionally to be emotionally resilient. And it's the best defense against growing rigid, by the way. Harbor no secrets because they create dark places in the psyche. Be willing to redefine yourself every day. And don't regret the past or fear the future. See, like when I'm getting ready to go on vacation, fearing the future. Both bring misery through self-doubt. And always remember that, you know, to expand this awareness and change the, the types of neuropeptides that you're sending throughout your body, it's not a passive act. It actually means that you're taking action. It's nice because you can control it. So um, you'll see that the more you're aware of this, you'll find yourself like starting to harness your mind's power. And what happens is you become happier, you're healthier, and what naturally follows is more love in your life. So interestingly enough, um, as I was preparing for class, um, I saw an article from a friend of mine, and it was somebody that um, I like a lot, and I like 
when she writes the things she writes, she's easy to understand. And my friend Michelle Woodward, who's a um, a business coach and has a long career in Washington D.C. and so forth, and she was uh, writing an article that I thought fit in really nicely. That um, and she was talking it, really. She was writing an article. She just wrote it about being happy and what it takes to be happy. You know, a lot of things written about being happy. This is really what we're talking about. Um, and she said that there's only really two ways to go through life. You either think that there's never enough and you can't trust anything, or you believe there's plenty to go around and you trust most things. be interesting if you recognize yourself in either one of those camps. And if not, I bet you you're thinking of people that you know that are like that. There are people that think that there's never enough and you can't trust anything. They're the ones, I got mine, so go get yours. It's, you see that a lot in politics. You know, I got mine, go get yours. Um, I don't, you know, I shouldn't have to pay for you. I shouldn't have to help you. Um, Or the second camp is you believe there's plenty to go around. I got mine, do you want some? Um, Or I see you don't have any, how can I help you? So basically these are kind of um, a kind of a lesson in abundance, right? Because abundance means always enough and lack means there's never enough. And trusting that things will work out for the best that they often do, and trusting that things will always go south means that they often do. So um, she was quoting from a book, which now I want to read, Finding Modern Truth in Ancient Wisdom, The Happiness Hypothesis, and we've found that to be true in class here when we've actually studied like ancient texts and found that they have relevance to when you go out the door to meet a new client every day. So now I want to read that book. But she says um, in the book, Jonathan Haidt, who wrote that book, has a medical... A medical a mathematical formula for happiness called H, happiness, equals S plus C plus V. H is happiness, and S is your set point. Um, C, we'll get back to set point in a minute, minute, is the conditions of your life. Like, do you have a happy marriage? Do you have a leaky roof? Do you have a long commute to work? Do you have a beautiful garden? Just your basic conditions. And V stands for the voluntary things you choose to do. Anything that you choose that will bring um, meaning or pain, for that matter, into your life. But of all the things that controls whether or not, um, from that formula um, of for happiness, that can really make a difference, it all comes from the S, your set point. And set point is exactly what we talked about at first, is whether you come from a place of abundance abundance or whether you come from a place of lack or fear so it's funny that of the three pieces of the happiness formula one is your set point um, your conditions what's going on in your life and the voluntary things that you do in your life to either help or hurt you the most impactful one is going to be your set point so you can change the conditions of your life you can move closer to work you could fix your knee, you could fix your roof, or anything else that's not going well. But the real payoff will come still from shifting that set point, seeing the world through glasses of abundance or whether you see the world from a place of lack. So whenever you can let go of fear and allow more trust, you're going to get a bigger payoff. So if, you have a play, if you're coming from a place of lack and then go volunteer, have you ever had that space in your life of, you know, or it's just kind of a downtime in your life, and you're just like, uh, you know, seeing things through a negative eye. And then you say, well, you know, maybe I'll go volunteer, which does help. And you do for a while, but it doesn't seem to get to the core of it all. 
it's because your set point's off. Um, and um, they have also found that people with an abundant set point um, tend to be a lot happier. They're more productive, and they're usually at the top of their game, and they're much more successful, and their lives are not such a big struggle. And those are the people that sometimes you have people in your life that you think are really lucky. It looks like things come easy to them and even blessed. Um, it made me think of, I don't know if anyone saw Saturday Night, I don't know if anyone saw Saturday Night Live Saturday Night, but they, they, did a, um, they were making fun of Tom Brady, the quarterback, you know, with the whole deflate gate thing. And, you know, it's kind of like that whole he's always smiling, always positive, married to the supermodel. Like things just seem like, oh, God, he's like the luckiest guy in all. It made me think of that. I, I'm gonna get, I don't know if he has a high set point or not. but um, So here's the thing. Like anything else, just like you can create the neuropeptides that are traveling through your body and what kind of messages that they send, your set point is directly related to that. So this is now circling back to now my personal theory. Okay, so now I'm starting to think that the reason that my business has always done much better when I'm not around and when I'm on vacation and it's because I'm much happier, I'm relaxed, I'm not stressing things, I'm not trying to, you know, pull the business through and, const- you know, constantly stressing about it. My neuropeptides are all attaching because they're much more relaxed and they're, and they're at a, be- a higher energy level also. So all good things, even though I may not be physically there, this, the better energy is flowing, and that's why I always do better when I'm not around which is kind of a sad statement, but true. And so that circles down to the other story about how we are taught from early age to equate work, be it career, job, whatever you call it, with like a stressful, hard thing. And so that connection was, has been taught from way back when and probably comes through the family ties when people were working in the fields and working, you know, incredible shifts in factories and you know, through times of incredible, incredible hardship. So one generation teaches the next, the next, the next, the next, and as a young child, when your parents and your elders teach you those things, they become the truth. So keep that in mind also. It will help lessen your awareness that that's where a lot of those messages are coming from, when in fact the work that most of us have today is really uh, quite easy and quite less stress, pretty stress-free compared to where those messages were coming from. And really, we can come, and especially those of us in sales, can come from an amazing place of abundance because we're really helping people all day long. I mean, if the kind of help we're offering people don't want, they're, you know, they can easily say no, and it's no harm, no foul, which is really kind of nice. And what we're selling out there is really to make their lives easier and to take some of the burden off. I think that's why most of you, I'm going to guess, are on the call, that that's what you love the most. Because you know that when, you know, you're taking care of X, Y, and Z for a client, you're really helping them while they can do, you know, ABC somewhere else. And that's really the joy of it. And it's really all about coming from that second camp that I've got plenty. How can I help? And I'm happy, I'm happy to help you. So that's kind of why, and I'm also suspicious why, some of you have been able to take um, – business away from some of the big box stores that have merged and so forth because those guys are under a ton of pressure. Not that you're not, but you may approach it from a little bit differently because you come from 
an atmosphere. First of all, you, you take classes like this. I guarantee you they're not. They're taking other classes that we cover in here as well, but they're not taking this one. I don't think anybody at Staples teaching them about awareness or about their neuropeptides. I guarantee you they're not. They're telling them about their numbers, which, don't worry, we talk plenty about those. It's not that you can ignore those. But you could significantly affect your numbers if, in a way, you took the mentality of being on vacation every day at work and just, you know, pretend you're on vacation. This is vacation. What if we reversed it and you would see your numbers skyrocket? Guaranteed. So with that, it's almost the 8 o'clock hour. Let's open up. Please tell me I'm not the only one that's had that experience that when you leave town, you're on vacation, you come back, and things went better than when you were there. Has anyone had that? Yeah. All right, this is Nathan. I can tell you that when Bruce goes out of town on vacation, (laughs) uh, the company sales are up 20%. Oh, really? Ooh, I get to go on those. So what you're saying is that he, he should leave more often. I mean, okay. only if you want sales to increase. Oh, that's awesome. I might get something out of that. So I like that I like that advice. Anyone else had that experience? I can't believe it's only going to be me. No, it's uh I it's Bob. Yeah. Yeah, I've had I've had experience over the years with uh, another company and when I had my own. Mm-hmm. Usually people would uh try to get more done because I'm gone because they figured that it would be delayed too long if they didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know what else I sometimes think about is that everyone can relate to vacation time. So clients that might normally be, let's say, a little bit intense, we'll shall we say, might be nicer and more apt to, like, you know, in a kinder way get things done. That could be part of it too. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. It just means that their neuropeptides are more positive and not, you know, and putting out the positive types of chemicals versus the negative when we're around. (laughs) It's another thought. Um, Hey, Don, have you ever had that happen? Yes, I have. Yeah, I had a feeling. (laughs) Well, actually, I was gone Thursday and Friday of last week. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I always check my emails and stuff, and and I still do some work depending on what's happening. If I feel like I need to get involved or something, but I did have somebody that I had done some um, promo stuff for who referred, you know, recommended us to somebody else. And while I was out of town, they ended up emailing me about wanting to quote on some stuff. And so um, Tammy actually is working on it right now. But so that came in while I was out of town, which was was nice to see, you know, a new client. And or at least a new prospect at this point. Yeah. Um, the funny thing was, though, when I got back today, the way things kind of got handled, I think, could have been done better. And so I'm going to meet with Kathy and Tammy, you know, about it, talk about it. Uh, so it was an opportunity also to see how it was handled to see if there may be ways to tweak it a little just to improve the customer mm-hmm. service side of it. No doubt. No doubt. It, it, really, it really is. So it was really a... A, a nice thing to have a new client and at the same time have a chance to um, improve the process, I think. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, so you were gone a couple of days. Is there any other good news or any other business that came in that you've been working on? And um, I had, there's actually two people that I've been uh, networking with and I saw them both last week before I left. And so I do think that they're going to, those two opportunities could turn into some, you know, new work. 
okay. meeting clients through them as referral, you know, partners kind of. So, and and, and actually one of them I'm meeting with Nathan and Rusty uh, later this week. So we'll mm-hmm. see what happens with that. Yeah. And um, did, what did you think about the idea of maybe leaving a link to something? That as- I thought that was a good idea. I thought it was good. actually as you were talking, uh, one of the other things I thought about was um, just mentioning the services and products we have again. You know, just kind of in a little short list. You know, also just remember. You know, maybe you don't think of us in this light because you know the you know people think they kind of pigeonhole right. you, and to mention some of the other things you've done or uh, other other products you sell, you know, I think that's a really good chance to mention a few things. Yeah, so, testimonial about about the service yeah. they may not think about. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. you know, if you checked out our new website, put a link to the site, you know, that kind of thing. Well, remember, and just one more thing, I was I was should have mentioned is never forget your call to actions. So um, if it's check out our new website, um, I thought the, you know, the new something that you're selling on there or new service would fit Booby perfect for you. I'd like to talk to you about it when you come back and link to that specific thing. So yeah. always be, be specific about the next thing or else we'll just look at the website. Okay, it's pretty, you know. Yeah, or even mention some products. You know, you may not realize we have this, that, and the other thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And and the old link to the thing you want them to be at. Don't link to the front page where then they don't know how to get to whatever it is you're talking about and drive it insane. Right. Yeah. Hey Barb, one of the things that you triggered me with when you were talking about us being a fast-growing company, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things you can talk about is like check out how we're be, how we're uh, you know our new narrative on how we can help you on our new website. So they can go to the website and um, you know read about the changes to the company and how we approach um, you know their business more than the specific products that we sell. Yeah, check out why we were chosen as one of Arizona's fastest growing companies. You know, it's um, you know like that. You know, because that gives. That gives credibility. Yeah. Hey, Barb. Barb, yeah. it's Aaron. Hey. It's another thing that I've seen that works really well is reference a a success, a recent victory, or something like that. Hey. You, you, you say, hey, we we just did this, or we just we we just awarded this. Check out why, or that kind of thing. Just something to show that other people are using it. Yeah, we're the official fern. Um, uh oh, this is probably not right, Victoria, but. Yeah, we just we're the official furniture vendor for the Department of uh, Veterans Affairs. Yep. What? There is no way. I'm sorry. I'm going to stand out on a limb. I'm going to say all the rest of the clients, no one views you like that. No one knows a thing about it. They would no sooner call you for furniture than I don't know anybody. So yeah. So it's just, you know, and it might be something that the, you know, your official signature, you actually change it, you know, every month. Oh, just thought. Hey, Barb. Yeah. One of the things that I've been doing is when we get a big win, I've been doing a, a big win write-up. So ah. when we have a big win, like uh, Bruce's Western Governor's uh, furniture deal, that kind of thing, um, I, I send those out to the team so that we use those for that exact purpose. It's really 
kind of an internal testimonial. Hey, we did this really cool stuff, and you can tell that story to the client. Sales yeah, is really make, a lot about the storytelling. Right, it is, and they can extort the seat and just say we're so excited. Just the same. Remember, people are used to that kind of thing now. They're living on Facebook, so they're used to we're so excited. Uh, we just became the furniture vendor for, I don't know, Western Governors and what they are. Hey, you know, hope we can do the same for you someday. That's it. They're used to it. They're reading that stuff when, you know, on their lunch hours. And when they go home, it's people, you know, giving themselves accolades. It's a very, it's a comfort. They won't think a thing of it. So absolutely, absolutely use those, those, um, Big wins from Rusty. It's a great excuse. Uh, just a great one. I'd make a group and send it out. But, of course, that's me. Um, so let's go. Um, Craig, are you on? Yes, ma'am. You've got everybody landing in Las Vegas today. I know, right? i got a whole bunch of visitors. That's right. So that's and, a perfect- it just started, and it just started pouring outside, so it's going to be a lovely day. Perfect. Really? Yep, it's <laughs> pouring out right now. <laughs> well... That's a perfect situation when there's nothing more fun than when the bosses come in to spend time with you. Then um, you can if you could come from a place of this is like super fun or like I would often do, freaking out, trying to make everything perfect and thinking of everything that can go wrong. When, and that makes a difference on how the ride goes. So anyway, so what what new business have you had coming in? I think the last time you were with. Um, I think Virgin was it Virgin Advertising, Superior Linen. Um. Yep, Superior Linen. We're actually training them. I got her finally set up for a training date on the site on Wednesday okay. when Rusty's there, so we're training her. Okay, good. Um, Goodwill of Southern Nevada. They had a little bit of hiccups along the way, but we'll get their orders coming up at the first of the month because they only do their orders once a month. So we've had some had some challenges, but overcame them. But we missed their window for getting their monthly orders for this past month, so that'll be their first month of operation with us. Is that good? Um, I'm sorry, did you say Goodwill of Southern Nevada? Yeah, and I know Rusty's targeted, I think, the one there in Arizona, because you have like 60 locations. Mine only has like 15 That was my next thing. Yep, so Rusty already started working that one when he did the original call. He went back with me when we brought in the pricing and went over with the savings we could produce for him and the things we could do. And then we have actually a good meeting. Uh, Rusty and I are going there tomorrow at 9 a.m. to meet with the director of marketing, her boss, another marketing person because we've now started quoting some promotional items and also quoted their print items, their business cards, their letterhead and envelopes to roll that into the program as well. So we have a good meeting where it was funny. I got to, All of a sudden I see on my invite two more names pop in. So I reach out to my marketing contact. I'm like, hey, I see we got a couple more people. Who are they? And she's like, oh, well, the other one guy's my boss. So I'm like, oh, perfect. We got the highest level person. That's and perfect. then so the other one's another lady that needs some stuff too. So that was good, too. So we got a couple of good appointments set up, and then we're going by to kind of meet um, the folks over at Odyssey Charter School and get to know them. Right. Um, a good call this past week, actually, with um, Porta Subs, the franchise here that handles Nevada and Utah, and he actually pointed me in the right direction and loved what we had to offer and actually connected me directly to the corporate folks out of Reno, Nevada, for all of Porta Subs. Good. So that was good. But, no, to go back to your, your kind of earlier, the opening of the call, I, I have your OCD. I actually took to the screen where I had customers actually emailing me back saying, Craig, you're on vacation. Quit answering emails. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So I've had that. And like I say, you're out of office thing. That That is wonderful. I think that's a great idea. It's funny. In 20-plus years of doing this, you never thought of trying to use it as maybe like a little marketing tool, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I say, the last thing about the mind and the body, especially for me over the last six weeks, yeah. a, a good quote that I heard that I've been trying to use. I mean, it's hard because you have to control your mind. But the great statement I heard was, trouble is inevitable. Misery is optional. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, you know, that's that, that's the key thing is, like you say, trying to, it's, it's all how you let things impact you and what you focus on and how you focus on it. So very good overall. But, no, I'm glad to have visitors because, you know, for me, I sometimes get a little bit lonely out here. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> I talk to myself a lot. Yeah, there you go. And everybody in Arizona is saying, good, you can have them for a while. But they don't really want to say that out loud. <laughs> that's okay. I said it for them. I said it for them. So um, let's move to Arizona a bit. Linda, are you on the call? The queen of rehab. Yes, I am. So I have a feeling, is there another rehab, a new one? Did you pick a new one no, up last week? No, I didn't pick one up last week, but I do have um, the new one I just picked up the week before. Um, they ordered um, some mugs for Nurses Week, and and. It didn't happen like it was supposed to, but it did come through, and, and we made it okay for him. Okay. And she called. We talked to her on um, Friday, and she told me that she was going to order 200 T-shirts and that she wanted me to be her vendor. So that was good. That's very nice. So um, did anything else about um, set points and happiness and things, any of that resonate with you, Linda? Well, um, Thursday was not one of those days that I could pump myself back up by, because I got down because I got my butt chewed so much for um, an order that didn't happen. She put uh. herself out on the line. And so, but then on Friday, it, it, um, I ended up taking them some goodies, and it, I knew I had to face her. And um, we straightened it all out. I got a big hug when I left, so all is good. So, yep, back up on the high again. There you go. Very good. Yeah, we all we all can relate. Let me speak for everyone. I feel very confident on that one. Ugh. It's a big uh, but you know what? And then years from now, you won't even remember it. So it to be, you know, place of abundance is all of it. Um, with that, Deb, are you on? Yes, I'm here. How was Missy's graduation? It was wonderful. Oh my! It was all worth it. So. Oh, all right. We won't say about how old the rest of us feel. We'll just keep moving on. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> yep. So um, were you gone all week last week? I was gone Wednesday through um, Friday. And yes. I don't know if anything, um, any new business role in like, since you were gone. But maybe you could I do a, a, a lot more. Better. Week. What's that? I had a very busy week. Yeah. So, um, I mean, uh, work-wise, I, yeah. I kept Bonnie very busy. I don't think she was too happy with me, but oh well. We figured, you know, we got it worked through. So, so you had a bunch of business come in and close and finish. Uh, yeah, yep, yep. So, uh, a fit weight loss in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, and in Phoenix. Uh, they're redoing their booklets, and then she ordered a bunch of handouts. So I was, uh, you know, talking to her and 
trying to get the attachments to go through, and it was just a little crazy, but we got it. So where we had, uh, where we were, the internet was not real good. So oh. it was kind of frustrating. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, but it. I uh, talked to Bonnie on Thursday, and, you know, uh, she got it all, and so uh, it was all good. But, yeah, I had a really good week for being gone. No, you proved my point. The weeks yep. are always great while you're gone because you are so proud of Missy and so excited that you sent the yep. the energy out, and there you go. I'm yep. just, that's what happened because I know you had to be so thrilled. And um, Bob, we heard you earlier. Yes. And what new business have you had come in? I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. And what's happening? <clears throat> um, it was uh, a moderate week. Uh, a lot of activity out of Big O. We're getting everything that they were quoting out. Oh, and we're getting them now open pricing. So that has taken some time to jump yeah. around to get pricing and uh, delivery dates and everything else. And we're real close to another order for moving store, but we, we, Rusty and I have been working on it, so yeah. I don't but, quite know where that's at yet. Would you remind but, me? Uh, if, we're going to get part of it, if not all of it. Is Big O corporate or franchise? Uh, the state is totally franchised. Okay. One is it one? Uh, when we get one when franchise get owner one, or a bunch of them? Uh, there's there's a, a whole bunch. There's okay. a number of owners that own multiple stores, and then there's a lot of store, single store owners. I couldn't remember. But they're all franchises. Uh, by the way, Big O has diversified itself from company stores. They're going to all franchises. Ah, got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Okay, well, thanks, Bob. Victoria down in Tucson, queen of all friends. Good, good morning. Morning. Uh, what is happening down in Tucson? Uh, well, I've had for the last uh, couple of weeks been working on a project that uh, we have some potential at <clears throat> out here uh, with a new supplier we haven't done business with yet, new vendor. So I've been working on getting that put together and got the original uh, or the initial quote off last week. Um, got an email back on Friday with some changes that she wanted to it. So. Working on getting some of those changes made and, and get that off to her today. So hopefully we'll get a decision on that. And then the um, uh, procurement fair that Rusty and I went to a while back, I went out and met with uh, one of the um, people that we had met out there, Indian Health Services. And they, I went out and met with them. They told me they would have something coming up soon. And it took a little longer to get it out than I had hoped. So we have a potential at that for some promotional products. So uh, we've got the girls up there working on doing that and see if we can get that pulled together to do tomorrow. So working to try to get that thing done. Uh, they'll want product delivery by June 1st. So that's going to be, they won't award until Wednesday. And so we really only have about a week and a half to get wow. everything produced. And so it's going to be tight. I'm not sure if we can pull it off, but we're going to work at it and see. So I've got a lot of things happening, you know, some new stuff um, with my leads group, some people that are starting to come up now and, and place some orders with some things. So um, some people that have actually been talking about how great the service is and, you know, how fast we turn things around. So that's always a good thing. 
Oh, that's great. That's good. That's yeah. Maybe you can get a quote that you could use. I don't know. Testimonial quote. Maybe asking if you can use it. So, such a thought. Uh, let's see. Oh, we talked to Don. I'm like thinking. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> we were talking around the clock, so I got mixed up. Aaron, what's new in California? Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, uh, had a good week. Had a couple of good weeks. Um, lots of activity. Um, some new appointments, new customers, uh, some ramped up customers. Um, in fact, I, on Sunday I received a uh, parcel with six new envelopes to quote. Um, so uh, it's ramping up. Oh, good. And what happened when... Um, I think you had an appointment last Thursday with someone that had seen you on LinkedIn. Um, a post? Did you post something? And, and I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> um, I know you were working with Rusty. I'm not sure. Okay. As soon as we hang up, you'll remember. I'm probably. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about Vegas, so I think we're... Um, down. Uh, Rusty, do you have anything for the team? Um, yeah, a couple of things. Um, re- wanted to remind everyone that we should be pushing to have uh, some more collaborative business reviews. Um, last one we did with Don, Don, Angie, and I went out to uh, Carefree, and that went really well. I think it uh, generated some additional, some additional stuff, and definitely a little bit more closeness in the relationship. So those are, every time we do one, it goes very well, and it gives us additional opportunity within an account. So keep that in mind. We can uh, do that for any client, a client that uh, isn't all that big that you think can be big, big clients that you think can be bigger, um, problem accounts we're having a little bit of trouble, anything like that. They're good for all purposes, basically. Um, Rachel's presentations that she's been sending out to the team. She's been doing industry-specific presentations, and they're really good. And it's really easy to just send it out to send it out to an account and, uh, <clears throat> you know, hey, we, uh, you know, my promo team just came up with a bunch of different ideas for your industry. Take a look and see what you think. You know, I sold two of the items from her real estate presentation within days of sending it out. So they're really useful, and it positions us where we want to be positioned as, you know, a true a true partner. Hey, was thinking about you. Look at these ideas. I especially like this one, um, that kind of thing. And it really it really does help build our our value in their minds. Instead of taking their orders when they need stuff, we're proactively thinking of them and giving them ideas for you know, their upcoming trade shows or whatever whatever they've got going on. And that's a great way to approach getting a business review. Listen, we were thinking about you. We've got some ideas. We just want to run them past you. And most people are going to say, sure, we'd love to listen to that. And who doesn't like to look at cool promo stuff? Right. You know, it's scrolling through a PDF. It's pretty easy. And, you know, they'll like some stuff, some other stuff they won't like. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it, it adds extra value in their minds. Right. Um, and then that leads to the 
the sales resource drive that I created, and it should be mapped on everyone's computers. And so Rachel is saving all of those industry-specific presentations in, uh, in a folder on there. And I've started populating that with stuff that we need pretty often. So if you have any suggestions for the kind of items that should be saved there or um, at least a shortcut there, let me know. Um, we can add that. That's uh, all pretty easy to do. So take a look at that, um, see what you see what suggestions you have for me. And then uh, the last thing is my schedule. I am, I'll be in the office probably till around noon and then we'll be heading to the airport. My flight leaves at three to go to Vegas and then I'll be there for the next two days and back in the office on Thursday. I'll clearly be checking email and I'll be available on my cell phone. All right, awesome. I want to see one of those presentations. So I'll write you a note, Rusty. Okay. I want to see one of those. Um, I know that, uh, Brad is out, so Nathan or Bruce, anything for the team? Hey, Barbara, Hi. this is Nathan. Oh. Oh. Go ahead, Dad. Okay. Um, I just want to tell everybody that I realized something that maybe the rest of you already knew, but when I was checking orders over the last couple of weeks while uh, we were shorthanded in accounting, I came to the realization that um, the gross profit percentages in promo um, that we are realizing is, I think, lower than any of us think. And, and I figured out why that's happening. If we um, sell something and we tell Promo to put it in at 40%, um, traditionally the, the, the flat charges, the stock charges, all that stuff is either at net or at 20% on the quotes. So the, the final order ends up being 36 37 38% depending on the size of the order. And then if we go to uh, promo and say, let's be really aggressive on this one and go into 35%, we're finding that the orders actually end up being 31 32 33%. So just keep that in mind. Um, you're going you're gonna to lose several percent just because the, the, um, you know, the plate charges and all those things are usually somewhere between 0% um, gross profit and 20% gross profit, which especially on smaller orders, is going to uh, reduce the margin substantially. So you might want to get a couple extra points in the base product to make up for it so that you end up at the gross profit percentage that you deserve. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nathan? Nathan? Yeah, so, uh, okay, so good morning, everyone. Morning. Uh, I had a couple things happen this week that I wanted to share with the team. So uh, Tammy's been doing some quoting for a prospect of mine, a guy where uh, a company where I know a guy, and you know we should be getting business from him. So Tammy said, Nathan, I'm doing one more quote for these guys, and if we don't get it, I'm going to literally lose my mind. So she said, would you mind calling after I sent over the proposal? And I said, no, I, of course not. I don't mind. So Tammy sent over the proposal. I waited about a half an hour, and I called over, and I spoke with Betty. And I said, hey, Betty, it's Nathan with Specialized. I saw that Tammy sent you over another quote. Looks like we, you know, we haven't been uh, getting into business, so I just wanted to see what was going on. She's like, nope, you guys are, this is your project. Uh, the quote looks great. She said, um, what I need to do is I need to get a list from the 30 people in the field as to which five shirts they want. Each person in the field gets five shirts. And I said, so, Betty, so when we get that order, are you going to send us a spreadsheet of who gets what shirt? And she said, yeah, of course. And I said, well, when we ship you the shirts, what's going to happen? 
And she said, well, then I'm going to go through the shirts and I'm going to put John's large blue shirt with John's large green shirt and red shirt and blue shirt and turquoise shirt. I said, Betty, that must take a lot of time. She said, actually, it takes me a couple hours. And I said, well, Betty, is there anything else that you could do that would be more beneficial to the company? And she said, yeah, there's a million things I could be doing that are more beneficial to the company. And I said, well, Betty, what if I charged you like, um, I don't know, $3 per person to aggregate all those shirts and deliver them to you in a bag with the person's name on it? Would that be worth $150? And she said, uh, yeah. So for $150, we're going to spend about nine minutes uh, breaking up those shirts and putting them in plastic bags that we already have in the building. And we're going to make an extra $150. So. When your customer places an order, it's imp- so the, the goal, the moral of the story is to ask questions like, what are you using this for? How do you distribute them? You know, is, is there anything we can do to help? So in this case, um, you know, we saved her a couple of hours and we charged her 150 bucks. So fantastic. Uh, the other thing that happened to me is I have a trip planned to San Jose for a conference, and I happen to have two, one customer who's placed orders with us before and another person who has quoted a bunch of stuff, but we can't seem to get the order placed. So I reached out to the customer and said, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to be in, in the Bay Area. Do you have any time to meet with me on June 3rd in the afternoon? And uh, she replied, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to meet you. We've never met. And so I, re- I sent a message to the person, to the other person who's kind of been kind of flighty since we've done the proposals and presentations, and said, hey, Erica, I'm going to be in the Bay Area. Uh, Can you meet with me the morning of June 3rd? And I never heard back. So I went ahead and booked my flights and, you know, made sure that I had time to meet with Erica in the morning if she could meet. So I booked my flights, and then I reached back out to Erica and said, hey, Erica, I haven't, you know, I didn't hear from you, but I booked my flights. I can meet with you uh, Wednesday morning around 1030. Uh, let me know if that works for you. And she replied right away saying, I'm so sorry I didn't get back to you, but absolutely, I'm available. Let's meet at our Union Station property. So I'm going to San Jose for this conference, and at 1.30, I have a meeting with a company called Salesforce.com, and at 11.30 or 10.30, I have a meeting with a company called MetWest Terra Hospitality. They own a dozen or so boutique hotels around the Bay Area and a couple in Southern California as well. And the interesting thing is you guys have probably all heard of Salesforce.com, so they're a huge opportunity, but you probably haven't heard of MetWest Terra Hospitality, but they have a frequent stayer program where they give out $100-plus gifts as kind of a loyalty program, all promo and apparel. Their rooms range from $500 a night to the, on the cheap side to $6,000 a night for the suites and the more expensive properties. So go uh, you know, make that extra call, follow up, make sure that you know, people know your travel schedule. If you're coming to East Mesa, say, hey, I'm going to be in East Mesa. If you're going to be in Oro Valley, say, hey, I'm going to be in Oro Valley. Give them like an excuse, create some scarcity, and you'll get that appointment and follow up. So that was my week last week. It was a really good week. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. That's really awesome. And speaking of travel schedules, and um, I'm, uh, I am really going on vacation. And so next Monday is Memorial Day, so there would be no call. So it would be the following call, June 1st. I'm sure Rusty will let everyone know um, 
who will be taking the lead on the call and what will happen. And then I will be back with you, and I'm sure I'll have good stories on the 8th. So uh, with that, it's almost the 8.30 hour. Um, I wish you all a great few weeks, and I will talk to you when I get back. And um, But I'm available through email. I should put some engaging note on there. And um, don't forget to do that. And have a great few weeks selling. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Barb. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.